All right, we're going to have the kids dismissed downstairs. Junior church. You know, sometimes I want to be downstairs. Junior church. When you're little, things are a lot more simpler. The only thing you have to lose is like your candy or you don't have to worry about losing money that you have or gaining money you don't have or bills and everything else. You just get to play and amen. But it's the same way the Lord wants us to be with him. Isn't that so? Jesus said, unless you receive me like one of these little children, you cannot get to heaven. The simplistic way of faith. Very simple. That's why a lot of people don't get saved. It's too simple. We make it too complicated. Uh, but believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, very simple. Believing in your heart, asking him to save you, and thou shalt be saved. And the same way you get saved is the same way you're supposed to, or we're supposed to live. Day by day, just simply trusting him and enjoying what uh, he is offering us, the Christian life, and enjoying his leadership in our lives. It is us who have made things complicated, not the Lord. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 11 this morning. I visit people. Uh, on their deathbeds or those who are in great distress. And there is one thing for certain that only in the scriptures we find comfort and have hope. That is it. What power there is in the scriptures. Knowing we have Something tangible from, from heaven. The only thing we have tangible from heaven is the scriptures. If you would stand with me, Matthew 11. Matthew chapter 11. Let's look in verse 1 here. It says, And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his twelve disciples, he departed thence to teach and to preach in their cities. That's the uh, disciples' cities. He, would, he went around and made sure everybody heard uh, the gospel. Amen. Reached everybody. Now, when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do and hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor they get money, no. They have the gospel preached to them. 
far greater, isn't it? And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken with the wind? But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Touch our hearts, Lord, this morning. Reach way down. Lord, we look to you as our great physician, the healer, the restorer of our soul. Lord, the one who has power to raise from the dead that which is cast aside and deemed as dead, Lord, you can raise up, make anew, restore, Lord, to its active beauty in newness of life. Bless our, our way, Lord. Help us, Lord, as we look to you now. May the Lord Jesus Christ in here be lifted up. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The prophet John, the Bible says in verse 13, for all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and we have all the law and the prophets all pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. All the law and the prophets, that's the whole Old Testament, it only points to, to one, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And pointed to John the Baptist uh, preparing the way of the Lord. You see, after Malachi, there was a gap of about 400 years, uh, and the Lord, and by Daniel, gave what was going to happen historically at that time exactly, prophesying of Alexander the Great and so forth. If, if you like history, the Bible foretold it all to the point where uh, they, uh, historians mocked and said, no, the Bible was written after that all happened. It couldn't be that it prophesied to the T exactly what would happen. But uh, that was proven wrong. The Bible was written way before uh, that time. And Daniel prophesied exactly. Daniel also prophesied exactly when Jesus Christ was going to come. To the very year, the Messiah. That's why a lot of Jews today, they get saved. They read in Daniel that the Messiah would come in this year. That's how you had the, the three wise men coming from far off from a far country, seeking the Messiah and looking for the star. They came uh, to seek Christ. They came seeking the Messiah, knowing that in the Bible it foretold the exact time. But where would be the place? It foretold the exact place in Bethlehem of Judea. Amen. He was born. Oh, the Word of God is powerful. And it foretells... Uh, uh, exactly what's going to happen. It foretells the end of time, as we call it. For there is no ending of days. If you're in the Lord, you have eternal life. But there will be an end of time. 
But they that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. You have life. He that believeth on the Son hath life. But he that believeth not the Son of God hath not life. Make sure you have eternal life uh, today. You will live forever, whether in the lake of fire, we call it eternal death. Uh, either you'll be st spending your days there or uh, in heaven with the Lord forever and ever. Amen. I, I want to go to heaven, and I am going to heaven not because I'm a pastor or not because I'm a good person or any of that. It's because of Jesus. Amen. Saved me. And I can go to church my whole life and do many good deeds, but that does not contribute anything towards heaven. Only Jesus can save. Jesus is the only one who has power to save. And his blood is the only thing that has power to wash away my sins. And I ought to do right and live right, but that doesn't take care of my sin of the past or the present or of the future because I am a sinner. I needed a Savior, and he saved me. Jesus came on the scene for all of the prophets in the law prophesied until John. And John, his mission was to proclaim Christ. The Bible says it was the baptism of John. He was called John the Baptist. He went out in the wilderness as a young man and forsook uh, living uh, with uh, clothing that he wanted, living uh, with food that he wanted to eat, and living in a place that he wanted to live. He went out in the wilderness. He was clothed with camel's hair, and he ate wild honey and locusts. The Bible says he lived off that. And all he did was preach. What a great preacher he probably was. Filled with the Spirit of God. All you heard the truth from John. There were no words. There was probably words that might hurt you. But sometimes the truth hurts, doesn't it? Sometimes we need to be hurt in a good way so that we can get things right. Sometimes we need to be told what's wrong with us so that we may get uh, our life fixed for the Lord. Uh, sometimes the truth hurts. John was a preacher of the truth. But Jesus said the truth. It may hurt. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful, Proverbs says. Oh, this world blows a lot of kisses and tries to make you feel good. But Jesus always tells you the truth. The Word of God will tell you and show you who you really are so that ye may live better, so that you may live blessed, so that you may get closer to God. Oh, John was a great preacher. He went out and he preached the word of God, and he preached the law, and he preached the prophets, which all pointed to one, the Lord Jesus Christ. He preached uh, in the morning, he preached in the afternoon, and he preached in the evening, eventually to where multitudes came and flocked out there to hear John the Baptist preach. We'll probably never hear him preach. For when we get to heaven, John the Baptist will be there. And we'll say, John, tell us about yourself. And you know what? I can imagine John right now saying, well, my whole life was just for that one right there, pointing at the throne of Christ as he sits on the throne, amen, with the crown and with the piercings on his hands and on his feet and the pierced side, our Lord sits as King of Kings, the Lamb slain 
before the foundation of the world. John's life comprised of just one. That was the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything he ate, everything he drank, everything he wore, the place he lived, the, the, uh, the, his wording, all of his decisions were based on just one. That was the Lord Jesus Christ. What a great way to live. If you looked at John, you would say, you know what, this man is crazy. He was one that lived in the wilderness. He was one that uh, you would think was maybe a devil-possessed man. You see him out there living under the bridges and blah, 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 talking to themselves. And um, uh, you, you, Some people say, oh, they're, just, they're, they're mentally ill. No, they're devil-possessed. <laughs> That's what they are. Devil-possessed people, surely they're out there. When you preach the gospel, uh, you stir them devils up. And you'll start seeing some demonic activity. Anytime you mention the name of Jesus Christ, those devils get stirred. They hate it. Oh, they hate the name of Jesus. And you might confuse John and say, man, is, is this man mentally ill or, or is this man devil-possessed? Why is he living like he's living? Why doesn't he uh, work a, 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 a good job? Or why doesn't he uh, get married? Or why isn't he with his parents? Or why... Why is he out here? But as you approach him, you say, oh, this man, there's nothing wrong with him. John had a strength to him. He, the way he lived and what he offered to God, God had taken care of him and blessed him. His words were choice words mixed with the words of God and wisdom and strength. There was no man like him, born of woman, Jesus said. When you met a man like John and you shook his hand, it was like John read your thoughts and looked right through into your soul. He was filled with the Spirit of God. He had a cleanliness about him, even though he was out in the wilderness. He did not have an unclean spirit. He was strong, strengthened. His mind's, uh, his th mind's thoughts were right and filled with wisdom and the Spirit of God. A man like John was not to contend with, for there was no other man like him, the Bible says. No, not born of women. What great man John was, John the Baptist, who gave his life for Christ. And as Jesus said, there's no one that gives anything for the kingdom of heaven's sake who shall not be unrewarded. Even if you give a cup of water to one of his disciples in the name of the Lord, Jesus will give you your rewards in heaven. Oh, and not only then, but now God blesses you. I have found out what a great message Brother Rob preached on Wednesday. I, w I had this fever that came on me sudden. I said, Brother Rob, I need you to preach. You got one hour <laughs> to get ready. And he did, oh, what a great message. What a great message. And one thing that I was reminded of uh, is that there is nothing in this world. There is nothing in this world worth living for. And you don't have to prove that to anyone. You don't have to prove uh, that this world has uh, much to offer you, and in the end, you're, you're going to have... Uh, blessings and peace. Look at the end 
of the people of this world. Look at the end of Hollywood. Look at the end of the celebrities. Look at the way they may live in luxury. They may live as kings and, and, and in palaces. But they have no peace. They have nothing. It seems like they have everything. But when they, you give a closer look at their lives, they have nothing. Nothing. But yet the temptation is always there to leave the Savior and to obtain things that lead to nothing. John the Baptist left what we say everything. But did he leave everything? Did he leave his family, his parents, and go out in the wilderness to preach the gospel? Did he leave an opportunity to have an amazing career for the, for the Lord Jesus Christ? Did he leave all the pleasures of even eating food? The Bible says he resorted to locusts and wild honey. Did he even leave the pleasures of living comfortably with the nice clothing and the nice shoes to just being out in the wilderness with nothing but yet being clothed? Did he leave everything? John the Baptist would say no. He left nothing to obtain everything. Jesus said, there is none greater ever born of woman than John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a mighty man. He was a preacher. He preached the Lord Jesus Christ. As people came to John the Baptist uh, from far, from all the countries around, he would, they would come to the wilderness to be baptized of him. What was his baptism, you ask? For in Corinthians, we have the baptism of Moses. So you see, baptism symbolizes something. It's supposed to, right? We have baptism, the believer's baptism in the scriptures, where when someone receives Christ and they identify themselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, they are baptized into his death and raised in his resurrection. Amen? Baptized in his death and burial and resurrection. Amen? And now identify themselves with the Lord Jesus Christ as a symbol that I am going to walk with my Savior, the one who saved me. I identify my whole body with him, my whole life with him, and I want to walk with Jesus. I want to serve Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Therefore, I want to get baptized. He saved me, and I want to walk with him. That's believer's baptism. You had the baptism unto Moses. The Bible says when the children of Israel passed through the Red Sea, they were baptized. They were leaving Egypt. They were leaving the land before and going on by faith to the land of Canaan. Moving forward, amen, as a symbol that God was leading them and God was directing them. And they were going through the Red Sea, led by Moses. You have the baptism of fire which every unbeliever, those who do not believe, who have not put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, will one day be baptized in the lake of fire which burneth forever and ever. They will physically be cast into the hell fire for eternity. This is another baptism of the Scriptures. You have a bat the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God. 
when you are filled with the Spirit of God. When you get saved, you have the Spirit of God in you, and you are His. But being filled with the Spirit of God means that He has all of you. We have 100% of God today. If you are saved, you have 100% of Him. He gave Himself all to you. Every last drop of blood. But do... But does he have 100% of you? And when he has 100% of you, you, my friend, are filled with the Spirit of God. John the Baptist was filled with the Spirit of God. Then you have the baptism of John. You see, John was sent to prepare the way of the Lord. He was sent, he went out in the wilderness to prepare the way of Christ. And he preached Christ. He gave his life for Christ. Everything down to whether he ate or whether he drank or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. That was his life. And he gave up nothing to have everything. Jesus said, you speak of this man, John. Let me tell you something. Verse 11, among them that are born of women, there hath not uh, risen a greater than John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a preacher who left what we would call life to go live out in the wilderness and prepare the way of one. He was a Baptist because he baptized. And his baptism, the Bible says, was unto repentance. We find that in Acts. He said, where, where, have you been baptized? He said, no, only by the baptism of John. Which baptism was that? It was baptism of, of repentance. So in John, we get, set, we get saved today by believing that Jesus Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried according to the Scriptures, and that he rose again according to the Scriptures. You know what those people got saved? They got saved that Jesus was going to die for their sins according to the Scriptures, amen? And that he was going to be buried according to the Scriptures, and that he would one day rise again according to the Scriptures. We believe it happened in the past. They believed that it was going to happen, or that it was yet going to happen, amen? Same faith, same Savior, and they were baptized according not to uh, now walk with Jesus Christ, but to repent, Lord, I'm yours. And when you come, take all of me. I'm here for, as one of your disciples already. And he was preparing the way of the Lord, getting people ready to meet the Savior, getting people ready because Jesus is coming. When Jesus came, the Bible says, John from far off, we see this in the Lord's baptism. He said, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And Jesus came to John and said, I need to be baptized. And John said, no, you should be baptizing me. Jesus said, no, you're going to baptize me that all may be fulfilled. And as John baptized the Lord, he was baptized and he came up. You had the voice of the Father 
This is my beloved son. And then you have the Holy Spirit as a dove descending. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit right there at the Lord's baptism. Oh, what a great, marvelous thing to see the work of John now completed. When John finally met the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we have a work to do today, and we are not finished until we meet the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There will be one day when the Bible says at the last trump, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. We have a work to do, friend. We have a work to do for our Savior. We have a purpose. We have a reason to be here. And although we have our distractions, and although we have our problems, and although we have our situations, and each and every one of us deal with our own selves, the more you give up for Christ, the more Christ can bless you. John got in a time after his ministry was completed. The Bible says he went and preached against Herod, against his sin. He got arrested. Eventually, they cut off his head. But the Bible says here, when he was in prison, in verse 2, and when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and it's a testimony that the Lord uh, had John hear about the works of himself. You know, there, there's times where I've been in my life in some dark moments. I've gone through some hard times. There are situations that come across my plate that I do not know how to deal with. I do not know where to turn. But I've learned that no matter what... I, I need to only turn to one. Amen. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And in my darkest times and in the darkest hour, the Lord makes his presence known. Sometimes by way of a good friend. Sometimes by way of a brother. Sometimes by way of just a thought in my heart of his word. Sometimes by way of just, hey, open the scriptures. And I'll say, Lord, just give me one verse. One verse to get me through this time. And I'll just open it up and let it fall. And I'll look down. Sometimes I'll say, wow, that is the verse I needed. Other times I'll say, that verse made no sense. <laughs> but either way, when that word gets in your heart, I don't care if it was just reading names. It's powerful. And it did something. Sometimes it's not the help I want, but God knows what I need. John heard he was in prison, and he heard the works of Christ. We got to stop right there and acknowledge that God is going to be there for you no matter where you find yourself. 
John was at a point where he gave his entire life and, every, and his whole being to Christ. That is without argument. And in the end, this is what he had to show for it. But that's only physically speaking. The rewards that John has in heaven for all eternity are not to be compared to any beauty that we have to enjoy for but a moment on this earth. John heard the works of Christ. You see, John was part of preparing the ministry of the Lord. John's ministry started and it ended when Christ stepped foot on scene. And then he passed it on to the Lord. John prepared the people's hearts. That's why when you had the Lord walking through towns, <clears throat> multitudes came out to meet the Lord. That was by way of the working of John the Baptist, preparing the way of the Lord. <clears throat> Verse 3 says, And said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? John was, <clears throat> excuse me, John was reminiscing and going through his life, thinking, did I make the right choice? All that I gave for Jesus, was it the right thing to do? Did I make good decisions for him? How did I end up here if I made the right choices? Verse 4 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John. I wanna, want you to focus on this next word. Again. Go and show John again. You know what that means? That means this has been going on for a little bit of time. John was maybe going back and forth with this for I don't know how many times. This might have been day after day after day. John was living in a time of doubt. John was living in prison. John was living in a time where he now had nothing to offer the Lord. He was stuck. Where was he supposed to go? What was he supposed to do? I'm no good. But Jesus says, show John again the things which you do hear and see. And he lists all the things that he was doing. And he says, blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Meaning show John that I am still at work no matter where you're at, no matter where you find yourself, I'm still with you. Blessed is he that is not offended in me. Meaning don't give up your faith. Stay strong. I'm here for you. Your work and your labor of love is not in vain in the Lord. 
every sweat drop you spent, every good word you told someone about me, every love you've shown to your enemy, every good you return for those who hate you in my name. Don't give up hope. You'll be blessed. Don't lose sight of my name. He said, whosoever is not offended in me, keep your faith in Jesus. The name of Jesus is the only name that's always under attack because it's the most powerful name. It's the only name that can shake the foundations of hell itself. And therefore, it will be the only name that's under attack. It's the only name that can raise a man like Lazarus from the dead. It's the only name that every king on earth will have to bow before. Any weapon, the most powerful weapon, will be attacked by other nations. And any name that is the most powerful name will be attacked by all those who want to rise above it. But friend, you cannot rise above the name of Jesus. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every name or that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus said, whosoever, or blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Christian, don't lose your faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Don't lose grip on yourself. Live for Jesus Christ. Blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. When your, uh, the trials of hell assault your soul in every part, friend, don't give in. Don't give up. Stand for Jesus. And he promises you in the end, you will be blessed. You will triumph in a victory. This life and all that this world has to offer is nothing to be compared to what Jesus has for you. Look at the end and consider the end of this world's elite. I wouldn't want to be with them. I wouldn't want a dollar of theirs. Maybe one dollar. <laughs> I wouldn't want it. To see the misery and the hurt they have. But I know only one name that can help them, and that's the name of Jesus. Christian, don't give up on Christ, for he never will give up on you. Don't give up on Jesus, for he never will give up on you. Don't leave Jesus for anyone or anything, for he will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What we call this life and everything in it is nothing. And may I say this, John the Baptist, he gave up nothing to have everything. And what you hold on to, what you think is something, is nothing. Give up nothing so that you can have everything. As Jesus gave up everything to have you. Let's pray. Lord,
We thank you for men like John the Baptist. Examples we have in the scripture. I pray, oh God, it's mankind who has tarnished your name and has hurt and has put a bad taste in people's mouth of God. But Lord, you said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And God, you are good. And your name is good. And your ways are right. And your truth is good, Lord. Your word is alive and is powerful. And all that you have for us is right and good. Just as you placed man and woman in the garden and you made them and said, it is good. And the trees, and you said, it is good. And all the birds and the animals, and it is good. Everything was good. And then sin came. Lord, help us all to behold our lives right now. Run it through you. Make decisions to get closer to you. May we all look to the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Let's all stand and have Caleb play here. If God's spoken to your heart, would you make a decision for the Lord? Maybe we need to rededicate ourselves. Jesus said, whosoever, blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. John was in prison, but Jesus was there as well, with him. Christian, whatever you're struggling with now, would you give it to the Lord? Commit it to him. He said, cast your cares upon me for I care for you. Do you know that God is touched with the feelings of our infirmities? He's touched with how you feel. Some of you are going through sorrow or depression. You know, God cares about that. He wants to help you. Whatever battle you face, Whatever life throws at you, Jesus is good. And his ways are right.
Don't give up Christ for anything. Don't give up Christ for anyone. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence Amen. If you would be seated for one minute, we have a baptism. Amen. Uh, Jerry, uh, last week outside, uh, made a profession of faith for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, he said, you know, I want to get baptized. What must I do to get baptized? I said, you got to get saved. He said, well, let's, I said, well, let's take care of it right now and make sure. And uh, amen. We prayed together outside and, and he received Christ. Uh, Jerry, did you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I did. Jerry, based on your profession of faith, I'm going to baptize you. He's ready, man. That's good. I like that excitement. Jerry, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.
Amen. Praise God. It's good to have people with a heart for the Lord and want to do something for God and serve God. And that's what baptism is. It's a pledge of faithfulness and a heart. I want to do something for God. Amen. Let's uh, close in prayer. Father in heaven, Lord, bless, Lord, our week as we dedicate the first day to you, Lord, Sunday being the first day. Lord, I pray that you would bless the following six days for us as we represent you here on this earth as pilgrims and strangers, Lord, traveling through. Give us wisdom. Give us strength. Lead us not into temptation. Lord, protect our men, Lord, our women, our children. Protect the families. Protect us as we work in this world. Make us like Joseph. Whatever we put our hands to, I pray you bless it. Help us, O oh God, I pray. Protect us from any snares of the devil and those who would hurt us. And Lord, use your people in a great way and lift them up. Bless them in every form and fashion. Lord, in health, in wealth, in wisdom. Bless them, Lord, that they may lift your name up higher in all they do. And only if they lift your name up. The name of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.